The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And what do you make of this international finding which suggests Dublin is the third slowest city in the world for drivers? We have two guests with us. I'm going to start with Paddy Common, Head of Communications with the AA. What is this research? Who's done it? What did it find? So Matt, uh, TomTom, who are famous for their satellite navigation systems, have uh, conducted a survey. They've done this many times. It's an annual survey and it shows that Dublin is the third slowest city uh, in terms of traffic. So it takes 28 minutes and 30 seconds to travel 10 kilometres, which I believe is slower than the 10,000 metre world record holder can do it, which is about 26 minutes. Yeah, I was just thinking that's the type of thing that some of us might once have liked to run five kilometres in that, that time. Yeah, me too, me too. But yeah, it's, so we're, we're the third slowest uh, behind London and um, a place that I can barely pronounce, Bengaluru in India. Okay, and why is it that we're that bad? Well, I think it's um, I think it's mission accomplished for in many cases by what you mean? perhaps uh, the Dublin City Council or or the National Transport Authority or the Minister for Transport. Because, They're deliberately trying to slow us. Well, down. I don't think there's any concerted effort to improve things. And and look, maybe that's no bad thing. But you know, we are we're we're Dublin is a city that has very narrow streets, and we're adding more cycle lanes and bus lanes, and that's to be welcomed for lots of people. Um, but I don't think there's going to be much room in the future. For for cars and I think the motorist is being pushed out of the city centre and whether people agree with that or not I think that's just the, just a reality so I don't see this improving and I don't see any appetite to improve it. And do you approve or disapprove of that? Well I mean from the A perspective we would say that it's 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 okay if there's alternatives you know we've done surveys recently which have asked people look would you what would get you onto uh, cycling and buses, etc. And the reaction to the survey was unbelievable in terms of some of the commentary. But but no, I mean we're not against it. So we, say, why was it unbelievable? It was unbelievable in terms of uh, the not the not the answers, but the uh, the reaction from people saying, "Look, we don't have a public transport system that works. The bus does, buses don't show up. I don't feel safe. Give us alternatives, and we'll use them." So that seems to be the 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 flavour out there is that look. Um, and you know it might be odd for the automobile association to be saying um the, saying you know we're, we broadly welcome a change you know i'd love to be able to use my car for 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 other things rather than commuting but i think for some people it's still they just still don't have the options or the choice yeah but hold on if you are a motorist and you spend a lot of money on buying a car either new or second hand you pay your motor tax, okay, which is not a particularly large amount of money depending on the type of car you have, but you're also paying uh, VAT and excise every Absolutely. time you fill the tank with diesel or petrol, or even if you have gone electric, you are still making a contribution to the state and taxes on your electricity bill. If you have gone to that length, should you not be entitled to drive into city centres. Well, I guess the argument that the government are putting forward is that well, no, because we want to keep our streets cleaner and safer and safer for pedestrians. We've definitely seen an increase in pedestrians uh, fatalities, certainly in Dublin city centre as well. Uh, you know, I think the argument here is: look, um, it, this is what's happening. It's it's not whether we believe we whether we accept it or not. This is certainly the case, and, and there certainly appears to be no appetite to improve traffic in Dublin city centre. It seems to be a concerted effort to frustrate the motorists into into in using other uh, forms of transport. Brian Caulfield is Associate Professor at the School of Engineering in Trinity College Dublin. What do you make of that assessment from Paddy Common? 
know, that the, the traffic is getting slower, but we're giving more of, you know, it's road, everyone thinks road space is for cars, but it's public realm space, it's for everybody. Um, and it's not just for those that have a car. Owning and, and paying for a car does not give you a golden ticket to drive wherever you want in a city centre. Dublin City Council, in their remit, is to get people to move around the city as efficiently as possible, regard, like, you know, and the most efficient way to do that is by public transport, walk or cycle. Removing cars from the city centre um, is is going to make it cleaner and safer. And there's there's huge air quality issues in Dublin city centre, as the work that was published by by um, Smart Dublin showed um, earlier in the week. So getting rid of the car is going to do all of those kind of things. And then there's the, the, the climate ticking bomb, which I'm sure John Gibbons will talk to you about later on. That's the other thing that's happening in the background. And we need to reduce our carbon um, from all from all modes of transport. And one way of doing this is by getting rid of the car. And by every other city in Europe is going this way. The majority of cities are, are, are looking at this model where the car becomes persona non grata. Not for everybody. I'm not, I'm not doing a broad brush. Some people will need to be able to get a car and use it to get into the city centre. That's always going to be the case. But the majority of trips will be pushed out. Okay, how much of a problem do we have, though, with actually trying to use existing road space to accommodate new bus lanes and new cycle lanes while still having space for cars? That That is the issue. It's it's the, the, the space that's currently there because it's a medieval city. We need to optimise it to the best way possible. And um, when Bus Connects comes in and all of the light rail systems that are planned when they come in, they will push out the car because they're the least efficient use of that space. And people presumably will have no option but to go along with that, even if they do prefer the comfort of their own car. Are there ways that perhaps we could speed things up by maybe persuading people to carpool? I just noticed the other day, uh, I live near the city centre and a whole stream of cars went past me as I was waiting for the bus. And in every single car, there was just one occupant. Yeah, when I sit waiting for the bus, I see that as well. Um, yeah, that, that, that those are kind of initiatives that can happen. There's never, there isn't a great, you know, experience of that happening in Ireland or any other city because people that use a car want the flexibility of being able to move whenever they want and to leave whenever they want. So that's why people choose the car in the first place. But the point that you made that people will have to go along with it. What I would suggest is we need a directly elected mayor and he or she then will be able to push forward with, you know, the backing of of, of the, the citizens of the city whatever agenda that they decide upon. I think that's one of the ways in which we can make this an awful lot fairer and have this big conversation about how we want our city to be. Okay, what about engineering though? I mean, is there space for the bus lanes and for fleets of buses and for additional surface trains or do we need to make the investment finally, even if it still takes a decade or more to get it in place for underground rail services? Yes, definitely. We we need to be pushing people under, push putting in these rail infrastructure underground. The Dart um, interconnector should go ahead. As should the the Metro Link to the airport. Metro Link to the airport will carry fifty million trips uh, per year. So it's 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 getting those trips off of off the the, the surface underground. I don't see where, as the city expands and as more people are coming into the city, I don't see that the car will be able to continue to have the space it currently has all of the time. We could be flexible about it. You know, as cars could come in at certain times of the day. Um, and if that doesn't happen, like, you know, the the, the big kind of thing that would, would loom over us is a congestion charge. And that will be the way in which we, we try to prefer people's behaviour. But the top city, I think, of the, the list um, is, is London. And they have all of these things. 
But as an engineer as well, how difficult would it be for us to do the underground tunnelling to provide these trains at a cost that would be acceptable? Um, so it will take about six years to build Metro Link. Um, we will know how difficult it is. Like there's been lots of piling done. There's been lots of testing done to see what we're likely to be um, uh, excavating from underneath the city. That will take, you know, between six, maybe seven years to happen. Uh, but that's kind of the pace at which it happens at, at, at any other city that this is done in. It takes time to tunnel. It takes time for this to happen. And, you know, we will be waiting until the middle of the next decade for those solutions to come along. And in the meantime, the the other solution that is there is Bus Connects, and that will be able to, to carry a lot of people while we're waiting for the underground rail services to happen. But I don't think we can build the underground rail services to allow cars to travel around on, on, on the um, the roads of the city. It will be that it will be buses and light rail and then um, a metro under the city. Paddy Common, how do you persuade people who don't like buses to get on them? Very difficult. Certainly the feedback we're getting is that people are concerned about anti-social behaviour. We've seen cancellations of some service as recently as a few weeks back in Tala. Uh, that's an issue. We've seen and heard of anti-social behaviour on the Lewis line. We we know that uh, some people don't feel safe travelling at night on public transport. Yes, this one here says, as a woman, I'm afraid to use public transport after several bad experiences. I lived abroad for several years, had no issue with public transport in other cities. Clean, well run and safe, but not here. Yeah, absolutely. I like I'm a big enough lad and I don't feel necessarily comfortable on some public transport at, at certain stages of the evening as well. And cycling as well, a lovely idea in principle, but another survey we did recently had 91% of people wouldn't feel safe cycling in Dublin city, Dublin city centre. So, so there are issues there that need to be addressed. How we persuade people, um, I, I think, you know, in one side, more encouragement, safer uh, public transport, more presence on them that, you know, people feel like they're not going to run into issues. And and obviously with cycling that the people are, you know, feel safe in terms that are cordoned off. There's safer barriers for people as well. Listener says every year there seems to be a European car free day, but there's very little take up on it here in Ireland. If we could have a real car free day for Dublin and the roads were freed up to allow buses run smoothly, the people might see what the city bus service could really look like. Another one says, Ger says, come to Galway this evening and see what slow is. My God, it's just gridlock. And you're not going to get your Galway ring road, it would appear, either if uh, the Greens and government have anything to do with it. Another one here, I'm a motorist, but last week I had to use a bus in Cork City. Six 65 minutes to travel 10 kilometres to Ballancolig. So tell me how you're going to get me to convert to public transport, says Gary. So that's Cork and, and Galway. But Brian, could it be, as that listener suggested, there need to be a number of days on which cars are effectively banned to actually show people how quickly the buses can move if they're not blocked up in traffic? Yeah, I think that's a nice idea and other cities have done that. Um, but I think we just need to put the investment in and to put, to put the bus corridors in. I think um, if I had a, a magic wand, what I would do is put in a bus connects corridor in, in, in Dublin City and you'd see how quick they would run on it. Um, people need to be persuaded onto it. And I think in fairness to government, they're doing an awful lot to do that, reducing the fees and all the rest for it. But there's a massive ambition for a 130% increase in public transport trips by the end of the decade. And as Paddy said, unless we make it safer and unless everybody feels safe on using public transport and everybody has the access to it, that, that target's never going to be achieved. Uh, Lister has an interesting question, Brian, that you put position to answer as Associate Professor at the School of Engineering in Trinity. This one says, what's the fascination with tunnels? 
Look at Sydney, elevated on poles, great service. Could we build an above uh, the ground railway network? From an engineering perspective, anything is possible. I think what we would run into there, the big issue would be the the historical core of the city centre and how it would look aesthetically. I think that would be the 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 issue. And as far as I remember, I think um, the 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 that that train service in Sydney is gone. Oh, not there anymore. And of course, they have elevated in Chicago and con- con- other places as well, don't they? Train lines. They do. Yep, they do. And that's a, that's an efficient way to do it. And when you look at some parts of Metrolink, that, that is, it is planned to be um, to, to be elevated. But in the core of the city centre where we need the connectivity, it's prob- it, it would be from a historical and an architectural pr- perspective that it would get knocked back. OK, of course, our history of objections in this country, almost certainly there would be an incredible amount of objections to it. Brian Caulfield from Trinity College, Dublin. Paddy Common, Head of Communications with the AA. Thank you for joining us. And there's a listener here who says there's a lot of people who fail to realise that they're not struck in traffic. They are the traffic. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.